With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is going on, friends? Welcome back to Forward Progress, live here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, part of the Hammer Betting Network and powered by Pinnacle Sportsbook. I'm producer Jason. You can catch me here every Thursday alongside Hitman and Eric Eager to talk in-depth player props and preview tonight's Thursday night football matchup. We'll also take a little look at some survivor pool picks if you're still in those. So two things to get to before we want to start here. First thing, you know the drill. Smash that like button. Hit that subscribe button, guys. We just crossed 3,500 subscribers and it's been a great season. So let's continue to gain that traction. Keep up with that momentum. And one more thing, Share this video with your friends. If you guys have a betting group chat or if you have a friend who's interested in the NFL and you think they might like this content, please share it with your friends. Uh, we want to try and grow the hammer as big as possible. And of course, none of this would be possible without our sponsors over at Pinnacle. Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sports book offering competitive odds for 25 years. We love to preach line shopping on this channel. And with every day competitive odds, Pinnacle should be one of your available sports book. If you're looking to sign up, and support the show, make sure you use code HAMMER when signing up to Pinnacle, only available in Ontario. Your trusted sportsbook for 25 years. Please play responsibly, not available in the U.S., guys. And let's just let's just bring on Eric right now. Uh, I, I want to apologize publicly on air to Eric. I, I marked his one of his leans incorrectly the other day, and it's like just a big flub on my part. So, Eric, I just want to publicly apologize to you, and I'm sorry for, for that. Look, I've never lost a, 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 a lean before, so it is really your fault. No, I mean, it was – I just – it's so it, – you know, you you sweat them out. And then especially that game where, like, honestly, I don't even blame you because Houston should have at least pushed as opposed to uh, letting Tampa cover that one. It was just it was just jarring to see on air, so I made sure I, I pointed that out so that the <laughs> our great listeners uh, didn't didn't somehow get it twisted. Yeah, and I, honestly, I'm embarrassed to say that like I was in such a flurry when I put together that graphic. I actually bet on the on the on the uh, excuse me on the Texans that game. So I think that's part of the reason why was that like I'm coping coping my way into thinking I won that, but I definitely didn't. You got you were on the right side there. Let's just jump right into it, Eric. And uh, I mean, I fired off this question in the Forward Progress group chat with all with all the creators earlier in the week. I've been going back and forth with my friends throughout the week on this debate. I think it's a fun debate. I think it's a really interesting one, just uh, philosophically, just about quarterbacks and like how we evaluate them and things like that. But so let's chat. I also want to hear your your opinion on this matter as well. So my question to you and the chat is: If you need to win a game tonight, right? Who would you rather have at quarterback, Tyson Bajant or Bryce Young? All else being equal, right? Equal teams. Who would you rather have at your quarterback if you need to win that game, Eric? What are your thoughts? Yeah, and I actually fired off a tweet today talking about how I think there's like 10 to 12 like potential really good backup quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think Tyson Bajan is probably one of them. You look at, you know, he, he avoids sacks. He takes chances downfield. I think he's got a pretty solid arm. Um, 
and I think and I think he's got a low a low ceiling. So, mm. you know, I think that tonight, if I needed to win this game, I'd probably go with Bajent. Um, and I think the markets kind of agree, right? The, neither of these teams are any good, um, and yet the Bears are, are favored by more than home field. And that's something uh, I, I know that there are injuries on the Carolina side and all that stuff, but we didn't necessarily know about, you know, the Brian Burns of the world. Uh, and that thing was still minus three. Now it's out to minus three and a half minus four. So mm-hmm. I think those are accounting for it, but you know, home field advantage in the NFL, the way it is, it's less than, uh, you know, three, the bears were favored, uh, would be favored on a neutral uh, in this spot. So I, I think you, I think the agent's the right answer. Obviously I think moving forward, you want Bryce Young, the pedigree, the the draft capital, all the statistical things um, that uh, that that come to um, you know being uh, the number one overall pick. But like just in this one game, I think it's Bajent, and I think Patrick in the chat makes a really good point. Like, and not, it's not that Bryce Young isn't actually like mobile. It's more like Bajent is mobile in in a in a way. Like if you know he's more mobile, and and if you're going to play a backup quarterback, it's it's oftentimes in situations like Chicago's in where your offensive line isn't very good, and the previous guy got banged up. You want that guy to be able to avoid things. Bajan's a top, I believe, five uh, player in the league right now in avoiding sacks. Uh, that's what you want out of a player like that. And the interceptions will sort of, as we're going to talk about later, those things regress or revert back down uh, to the mean. And so uh, I like Bajant uh, as the answer to your question. I agree with you. I don't know if you can see it. For those listening on audio, my, my header is I love teabags or teabag, however you want to call Tyson Bajant, uh, whatever his name is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm big on Tyson Bajant over Bryce Young tonight, at least. I'm not going to say that he's going to be a better quarterback in the NFL. But, um, I mean, it's true. Like, how, how do you bring this, brings up a great point? This is part of the debate that I was having. It's like, obviously, the Chicago Bears definitely have a better probably supporting pass, right? Just DJ Moore alone is going to help out your quarterback at time ironically we'll talk about that trade in just a second here but i mean if you look at success rate if you look at new paper play uh, and like you said sack uh sack rate bajan is doing better in all those things uh, than bryson young here so excuse me bryce young uh so i'm taking tyson bajan i'm happy that you agree with me i'm going to show this to my friends after i get off the show if they're not watching right now let's move on to the next question i have for you and this is more philosophical question uh just around the bears and panthers trade right obviously a little bit of hindsight work is going to be used right now but uh, like, was this trade a miscalculation by the Panthers? So hear me out uh, why I'm saying that. Not just using hindsight, but we look at the landscape last year. We knew that the the 2023 NFL draft was, I don't want to say deep on quarterbacks, but there were like three to four at the very least quarterbacks that are being talked about being picked rather high. Who knows if that Will Levis smoke was just smoke or if there are teams that are actually considering taking him in the top five there. But you have, so you have like three to four quarterbacks, maybe five potentially good quarterbacks being taken that draft. Then you look ahead to this year, the 2024 NFL draft, you have Caleb Williams and Drake May and another rather deep quarterback class. Was this kind of a a calculation, excuse me, a miscalculation by the Panthers here where you're one trading DJ Moore, who is going to be a massive help to that young quarterback to trade up to the first overall pick when you could potentially have had other quarterbacks either this year or next year. What what are your thoughts on that in general? Yeah. I mean, I think, the one of the unspoken things in the NFL is how much ownership influences um, these decisions, right? David Tepper, you know, has you know bought Carolina a few years ago. You know, went from Cam Newton to Teddy Bridgewater to uh, you know to Sam Darnold to uh, you know you know et cetera, et cetera. And you know, they've never really had a player that you can consider a franchise kind of guy. 
I think that, you know, when you look at you get rid of Matt Rule in the middle of the season, yeah, and and Scott Fitterer kind of a hand chosen by by Matt Rule, you start to get kind of like a little antsy. You start getting a little antsy. And um, I think that you believe things that you want to believe and you interact with these guys and you get imperfect information and um, you want to make that move. Now, you know, good on the Bears. Now, they did have a quarterback that they liked sort of in their hands. Um, so they didn't necessarily uh, weren't necessarily desperate for that move. They also had a ton of cap space so they could incorporate the DJ Moore contract. They wanted the Brian Burns contract. Um, so it was sort of the perfect storm for Carolina to make this kind of move. Um, was it the right one? Probably not. I mean, the fact is, is, you know, you could have moved up to two and got in, you know, sort of filtered it out. The the old research of, uh, you know, Nobel's prize winner, Richard Thaler, as well as Kate Massey, uh, you know, says that, you know, when you go down one rung, it's not that much in the NFL draft. So going from, let's even say you, you believed Young was the best player. Young to Stroud is not that big of a, of a, a dip historically. Um, then you have Levis, of course, and you have Richardson as well. So to me, it was just kind of like a little bit of a, an overreaction sort of to uh, really, really liking a player. They moved about $200 million in assets to do it, and it's just going to be really hard for a guy like Bryce Young, unless he's ge- truly generational, to do that. And like you said, these guys know that Drake May, Caleb Williams, you know, to a lesser extent, Bo Nick, Shadur Sanders, Michael Penix Jr., all those guys are, are going to be available and so, you know, yeah, it was, it was a, you know, in hindsight, it's a blunder, but I think even upon first blush, it's a little bit of a blunder. Yeah. You could have like, do like, I guess you, you talked about this on, on the, on the Sumer sports show with Thomas Dimitrov. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's very, very cool for all things NFL front offices and even just general NFL talk. Um, you guys kind of touched on this a bit when you're talking about like, do teams look ahead uh, at the next draft? And I, I wonder if that potentially was, into play here for Chicago, where if things didn't work out with Justin Fields here, you now have two potential picks that could be like really, really high up. Uh, And it's starting to look like that, right? Like the chances of Chicago and Carolina getting the one and two is it's, it's like, seems like a a legitimate possibility. The only real other contender is the Arizona Cardinals. So if they can pick up a couple wins down the stretch, we could potentially be seeing a a one and two go into the same team. And I don't think we've ever seen that in NFL history or in any other uh, major yeah, it only happened. It only happened once, and it was the okay. uh, Indianapolis Colts. It's it's actually a really funny story. In 1991, the Colts and the Buccaneers. This back when Week 17 wasn't always a a um, it wasn't always uh, a you know divisional round. They both had the worst record in football, but because and this is again to your point, Tampa Bay was so desperate to give off get off of any Testaverde that they traded a first rounder for Chris Chandler. <laughs> and they and and they did not expect themselves to be so bad. So when the Colts and Bucks played in Week 17 of 1991, it was the toilet bowl. But it didn't actually matter who won because the Colts got the first and second pick in the 1992 draft. They took Quinton Corriott and Steve Etman, uh, probably guys that are going to come up maybe in, when I play Rob in, in the in the uh, trivia game, um, but certainly not like wholesale names in the NFL. And that's the same thing here. It's interesting. I actually. Um, I actually answered this question for Yahoo Sports. So uh, this is a game where if you're actually if you care about that first pick, Chicago winning the pit winning gives them a 39.3% chance of getting the first pick, 36.3 from Carolina, 3% from themselves. It drops Arizona down to 42.4. If Chicago were to lose, so Carolina were to win, mm-hmm. Arizona jumps to 51% to get the first pick, Chicago to 24%. 
17% their own, 10% from Carolina. So this game, this is very much a, a situation where for, for one of the few times in NFL history, a team wants to win so that they can get the better pick. Um, and, and and it really is, it shows kind of how much of a blunder that trade ended up being. That's so ironic. I love that situation here. I, I have one more question before we dive into this game here. You've often mentioned talking, taking multiple quarterbacks in the first round, just because of the premium position of quarterback is if you can land a good quarterback, that's massive. I'm a galaxy brand guy, right? Like I like to think big, like to think, try to think out of the box, even though some things might sound crazy with the potential that the Bears will have could have the first and second pick. Would it be out of the realm of possibility, or would you think it'd be a good idea uh, if they drafted both Caleb Williams and Drake May? I, I I'm not opposed to it, right? Because you look at, for example, Anthony Richardson has already missed time. So you know, to all the naysayers that say, "Oh, you can only play one quarterback at a time." Um, you know, you don't, right? Like okay. oftentimes a guy gets hurt and you're stuck playing Gardner Minshew or in the case of Bryce Young you, that we saw a Sam Darnold game this year. So you will see both guys. I think it's probably better. And I've, I, I've done a little bit of the math on the back of a napkin. If they go one, two, I think you trade the second pick for mm -hmm. a ransom, get back to like 10. And then, you know, you're going to get another, you're going to get a first round pick next year or, you know, possibly in that year, depending upon who you trade with. I think that what you really want to do, and, and that's what Patrick said, RG3 and Kirk Cousins, you end up, you know, it's that second quarterback is not all that much better than the third quarterback. So what you really want to do is, you know, take Williams or May, whichever guy you think is better at first, then trade back to like 10, get a first round pick so that you can build around whoever of the two are better. And then, you know, with that 10th pick, um, then I, yeah, again, try to trade that back and, and get maybe more assets. But I, I think you want to get out of that round with three ones. And I think you can get out of it with three ones. And if you do use the first one on your best, on the best quarterback prospect, you like use the second one on a left tackle, wide receiver, defensive end type player that you can't get in free agency. And then use the third one on Bo Nick, Shadur Sanders, somebody in that realm that, you know, you can have as, as that young backup, uh, the, the Kirk Cousins type. Very interesting. I, I love just uh, I love whenever you talk about uh, the just team building stuff. That's, that's always fascinating. I mean, it's very interesting, much more interesting than the game itself. But let's dive into the game itself. That's what we're here for. So uh, I want to talk a little bit of line movement here. We saw the Bears get all the way out to that minus four and a half on Wednesday. Then we saw, uh, I believe, Justin Fields was announced out and we or, excuse me, announced doubtful, but seems like he's probably going to be out. We saw a, a big buyback all the way down to the three today. On Pinnacle, it was sitting at three, uh, almost even, minus 105, 106, I think, on both sides. Since then, it's gone back up to uh, minus three, juice to the Bears side, minus 118, plus 107 uh, for the Panthers at plus three here. Are you kind of shocked with that line movement here? Uh, I know you touched on the line a little bit earlier, but are, are, is there any number that you would kind of take the Bears at if you see it fall down to that minus two and a half? Or is there a number you take it the Panthers at if you see it go all the way up back to that four and a half? Yeah, my numbers make it, um, when I look at this game, my numbers currently with all the injuries and stuff make it um, a three. And so at two and a half, I think you have to take it. I think yeah. at three and a half, you know, there's enough. Yeah, that's how much the three matters in the NFL, especially yeah. with the total the way it is. Like, I think a two and a half would be probably enough. Okay, interesting. All right, let's... Uh... Let's let's uh, let, let's just get right into your best bets here. I have, I'm a little bit running over time for you here, Eric. I apologize, but let's just get right no. into your best bets. You alluded to them uh, a little bit earlier here. Uh, let's just just lay it on me. What are you looking at today? Yeah, I'm I'm looking at both. Um, 
you know, and, and both interception props for both players. I think it's it's a little bit interesting, right? When you um, uh, when you when you have not that much data on both players, you really have to kind of lean into where the market is on them. But you know, for example, with Tyson Bajan, you're getting you know plus prices at at sort of under on his interceptions. Mm-hmm. And when I when I look at Bajan here. Uh, you know, you have a, a the market basically, and again, this is kind of how you want to like approach these things. You know, the market has Bajent with about a uh, with with a with a expected you know attempts probability of like twenty eight, right, or some you know basically twenty eight point yeah. five on the marketplace. So at that number, and, and given sort of his you know um, you know given sort of his rates, like I, he's a favorite to go without an interception today as opposed to an underdog. So to me, that one. Uh, I like that a lot. And then when you look at Bryce Young, um, similarly, when you look at Bryce Young, like you're getting a plus price on the on the under interception for him. Um, I think when I, I, I make that, you know, sort of in that minus 133 or so range to go under that, uh, given his his rates this year, especially a low turnover worthy play rate. Um, so I, I just like relatively speaking, low turnover yeah. worthy play rate for him for him. So I like I make both of those uh, good numbers. Yeah, and uh, just quickly looking at the market here, Bryce Young under half interceptions, plus 105 widely available. A couple rogue plus 115s, but those are at books that will kind of limit you if you have a pulse. Thankfully, Pinnacle plus 108, you can get a lot down over there. So I'm going to lock in that Bryce Young under inter- under 0.5 interceptions, plus 108. Uh, we want full unit on both these plays or half unit? Yeah, what we let's doing? do it. All right, full unit on both plays. That's Bryce Young under half interceptions, plus 108. And then for Tyson Bajan, the under interceptions, plus 114 widely available number. So lock in both of those in right now and then i mean let's let's pivot off this game for a second quickly touch on survivor someone mentioned in the chat earlier uh i believe it was az might be just saying gotta go down gotta be dallas in survivor this week i listen i agree with that but for our survivor pool our survivor picks that we're uh doing here we need to keep and save dallas for that thursday game uh against the i believe it's the commanders on yep. thanksgiving so uh eric what are you looking at if you're if, you, if you're not taking dallas this week who are you looking at this week? It's got to be like the Bengals or, or what, what are your thoughts? Are you taking? Yeah, I think it's Cincinnati. I know you do get Cincinnati on a holiday. Uh, no, well, you, you get them on New Year's, New Year's, uh, which okay. is not a, a, a set apart holiday. So it is sort of a perfect one here. Uh, I'm a little worried uh, at times about, you know, how good the quarterback play is for Houston. But you see the size of that injury report on both sides, by the way. It's not just you know, everybody talked about Cincinnati on the show yesterday, um, but uh, the injury report for Houston is quite large. And, you know, I think putting up 39 points against Tampa Bay is incredibly impressive, but it's still 39 points against Tampa Bay. So uh, I, I like that uh, that one. And then Eric in the chat is mentioning Buffalo. I, I mean, I've, I have a couple of survivor entries. We've burned all our Buffalo entries. But if you have Buffalo available, are you, are you taking them this week? A big, a tough injury report for them too, but um, but yeah, I think I I like Buffalo getting kind of off the off the off the issues. Uh, I think that met, met, from a metric standpoint, they're not as good as the season long metrics suggest, but they're much better than the than the uh, you know sort of the ones that are coming from uh, the media and everything, or as far as like the narratives coming from the media, I think that they're better than that. So uh, that that would be one that I would consider uh, if if it was available to you. Yeah. All right. And then the last one I see here, I'm not even going to entertain it. It's kind of crazy, but rip potato, good weather. If you're going with this survivor pick Titans, that's, that is absolutely insane. But uh, if you want to go for that, that's, that's, that's on you here, Eric, before I let you go here, two, on a, two things, uh, two quick questions to do every, 
every uh, show uh, before you head out. Unofficial prediction for the night's game. Tonight's game, excuse me, we have Chicago minus three, minus 118 at Pinnacle, plus three, plus 107 for the Panthers. Which side are you taking here? I think you have to take the Panthers with the cheap three, if anything. And I think under um, the interceptions and everything, we, last time the Bears were on Thursday Night Football, it was uh, an overfest. But I think that they'll eliminate the turnovers. Um, so I, I think I think we end up with an under game, uh, another primetime under, as, as some folks in the media want to talk about. I love it. And then first TD prediction for tonight's game, unofficially. Oh, uh, Robert Tanyan. Okay, I like that. That's a okay, Robert Tanyan for the Bears. Uh, I'll bring up the odds for that in a second. But before I do that, Eric, I'll let you go first because, uh, yeah, just thank you so much for, for coming on today. That's Eric Eager, guys. Thanks, Eric. Hey, this is fun, Jason. Have a good one. All right, see ya. Eric, yeah, this is Eric Eager from v- Su- Sumer Sports, excuse me, VP of Sumer Sports. You can catch him every week here on the Wednesday show. You can also catch him on the Sumer Sports show alongside Thomas Dimitrov. Great listen. I would suggest you do so if, uh, if, if you haven't heard it before, you should check definitely check it out. Before I bring on Hitman, guys, two things. One, I love the chat interaction. Let's keep it up. I'm seeing a bunch of plays being dropped in the chat. Hitman's going to answer all of them when he comes on here in a second. Uh, but before I bring Hitman on, I just want to remind everyone tonight, we have at 8 p.m. Eastern, live here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, uh, you're going to be seeing Rob Pozzola live alongside Ian McMillan, Jeff Feinberg, and G-Stack George. Live right here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel. Listen, tonight's game, as Eric said, is going to be an absolute privilege. Not going to be the best game, so Rob might do some magical things to spice it up a bit. If you know, you know. Uh, Yeah, make sure you tune in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be live right here on this channel. You can actually go and set a reminder right now if you want to check out the video. Anyways, let's bring on professional better Hitman. Hitman, it's been, listen, I don't want to say it's been a tough week for you. It's actually been a great week for you. But it's almost comical, like what, what's happening right now with you on the Wednesday show and your best bets. Like it, it, it's crazy. So just to refresh everyone, if for those who don't know, Hitman is on here every Wednesday. If you're not checking out that show, what are you doing? Go back and check out the Wednesday show. Provide best bets for you every single week in the NFL. But Hitman, it was your best week last week, correct? On sides, totals, props, everything in the NFL. Yeah, I mean personal betting. I probably had the best week I might've ever had. (laughs) Everything kind of broke right. So, you know, I was feeling a little bit generous and a little bit of a a heat check saying I'm hitting the best bet on the show. If I lose, I'll send out $500 to a random person that's uh, commenting and watching this. And the heat check came up with an air ball. So it's funny. (laughs) It's funny because only I'm sick enough to have the type of week that like people dream of as far as how much money I made. I, I did very well. And I still went to bed pissed off. Only <laughs> I can do that to myself to, to have that week and be angry. It's hilarious. And for those who don't know, it was the Sunday night football game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. We had the over. And like before you even bet it, like you you were talking about it on the show and you schemed it a bunch. You're looking like uh hitman picks out here like uh, giving out these overs and just getting them steamed all the way up. Unfortunately, it did not hit, but let's just get this right out of the way. We're doing a giveaway live right now on the show. I'm going to click the pick a winner button, whichever name pops up. You got to come over here, like the video, and you have to message him, man. We're not going to reach out to you. You got to come here, give us a view, give us a like, and uh, yeah, we'll see uh, how long this takes. Oh, there we go. We got a winner, and it is Money May 13. I believe that's his name. It's a little small for me to read here. But yeah, Money Me 13. Uh, let's Mark cash the in. Shark. 
Yeah. Mark the Mark the Shark at Money May 13. If you're listening right now, reach out to him and or reach out to the Forward Progress HQ channel. And if you're not listening right now, I mean, huh, tough luck. Yeah, you gotta re- yeah, you gotta we're not tagging you or nothing. No, you're if you I, reach out to me, you will have the money. But you exactly. gotta reach out to me, it's yours then. At the very least, give us the like here. We're producing great content. Uh, and yeah, like Howdy said, 50 likes. And I will sing I, I, I will sing a song, apparently. Uh, I don't know if that's true. But hey, you got to hit the 50 likes to figure that out. Smash that like button. Let's go. Let's just jump right into it here, Hitman. Uh, I mean, before we get into our... I mean, no, we, we, we talked about this stuff already. On to the next thing. Uh, let, let's talk about the passing game right now. We talked a lot about this with Eric Eager. We talked a lot about Tyson Bajan versus Bryce Young. Uh, is there any angles you like passing-wise for these guys? Like, you're looking at completions, you're looking at yards. You're just completely staying off these guys because you feel like they both both stink. I, I had a lean towards the Bryce Young unders. It opened in the low 220s at 217.5 now. It's it's just a lean. I ended up not betting anything with it. Um, Bryce Young, I mean, he really struggled last week. It was He had 4.4 yards per pass attempt, and that was against the Colts. So like you could go and look at this matchup against Chicago all you want and say, oh well, they're they're past their pass funnel, their run defense is good, but they're I mean, last week there you don't get matchups better than playing the Colts. And he did what he did last week. It's a number that I think he's only cleared twice, I believe, uh, on this season. It might might have only been once. I think twice though. And it's just a game, it's a game with a super low total. And it's also yeah. the rare game that Tyson Bagent, Bagent, however, I, I said he's going to be out of the league, so I'm never going to learn how to say his name. But there might, it might be a rare game where, like, there's not much pressure put on Carolina to be throwing mm-hmm. from behind late mm-hmm. in the game. Like, it's a rare game where they could be in a lot of neutral game script. And Carolina does ideally want to be a run-first team when they are in that game script. So I lean towards the Bryce Young unders. Okay, uh, just a quick question here. I mean, we, we talked about Bryce Young right there, but uh, from AZ might be, I like Young over 21 and a half, whole bunch of short passes here. I'm guessing the number right now at the over is like really juiced, minus 130, 140, 160 even in market. Um, but if you like the under, plus 123 at Pinnacle at 21 and a half, that's there. So I'm guessing you'd probably stay off that and look towards the under here for completions like you just said. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to play a Young play, it would probably be the completions if you're going to look to play over. I'm personally not. But if you were going to, probably the completions better than the yards because definitely could see a uh, more conservative game script coming yeah, and, from them. And just a reminder for everyone in the chat, appreciate you all, all the interaction you guys are doing. I love seeing this kind of stuff. But just if you can, attach the price as well because these lines, unfortunately, don't really mean much unless we have – some context with the price as well. So the price is very important. We're price sensitive here on this show. So uh, make sure that you uh, attach the price on this show. Another question we have here about Tyson Bajan's rest rushing yards. It's over, the over, excuse me, is set at 21 and a half here. What are your thoughts on Tyson Bajan rushing yards? I'll pull up the odds right now. Minus 110 both sides, it seems like. So over 21 and a half minus 110. Is that something you're looking towards or? Yeah, I don't got much of an opinion on it. Um, you're kind of playing at the top of the market right now. I mean, his number has been pretty often in like the, the mid, the low to mid teens. And obviously he had that huge game against the Saints running the ball last week. The Saints have been a defense that 
has really allowed a lot of rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence on the bum knee got a lot of rushing yards. Baker Mayfield, it's a long sample size of like quarterbacks have had their best running games against the New Orleans Saints. So I'm probably not going to chase it. Okay, fair enough here. Fair enough. Uh, a lot. I'm seeing a lot of chatter about the uh, Bears rushing attack here. And some interesting stats I want to pull for the Bears here. Uh, the, excuse me, the Bears are, I believe it's seventh. The, the Bears are seventh uh, in the run game in EPA per play according, excuse me, EPA per run uh, when filtering out garbage time here. They're pretty good with the run. And it's not just because of they have like they have the, those runs from Justin Fields earlier in the season, or even Tyson Bajan, who seems to like to scramble quite a bit, like we just mentioned here. Going a little deeper, Dante Foreman, third in EPA per rush among running backs. Khalil Herbert is ninth. I know Khalil Herbert probably won't play yet, but is this potentially an exploitable spot here uh, where the Bears can take advantage of the Panthers' run? The Panthers, mind you, have had the have been dead last in EPA allowed per rush uh, in, in the league. So is this like a, a potential spot where you could see – I see people messaging in the chat talking about Foreman – over 58 and a half rushing yards, minus 115. We had the Bajan stuff uh, already here. Any thoughts on the, the run game for the Bears and if you're looking to attack that in the prop market? If somebody mentioned Foreman at 58 and a half rush yards, yeah. that's a good play. Um, I, it's not very wide. I think it's on a few of um, some offshore sites or something. Okay. Because right now, most of the market's in the low 60s. I, I saw that number also that I think um, he's referring to. And I bet it. I bet uh, over in the high 50s on Foreman rush yards, 58 and a half, I believe. Uh, total yards, I bet over mid 60s. I believe it was like 65 and a half. At the current market, it's just a lean for me. Uh, Foreman has proven that he's a guy that. Like when he's in the game, he's very capable of being a workhorse and yeah. taking a lot of carries. And Carolina has been a bad run defense this year. And Carolina, it's also, again, it's a game script that we're probably going to get a lot of neutral game script from both teams in this game. So uh, I, I'm not opposed to the foreman. If you have high 50s, I think it's worth a, a small play, and at the low 60s, it's a, a lean towards the over. Unfortunately, that's not widely available. Like we mentioned, market sitting at 62, 61 and a half. But hey, if off-market books are going to – if there are books off-market and they're going to offer that, the us is better as we should be clamoring to take that. So if uh, maybe you could help out the chat here. I, I, I can't find – Cody Pfeiffer, uh, if you can help out the chat. Some people are asking where, they, where you found that. So maybe uh, drop where you found that in the chat. Uh, below here. I mean, guys, I appreciate the chat. The chat is going absolutely insane right now. I don't know where to start, where to where to get to. I'm seeing a lot of questions about Cole Komet. Cole Komet to get over two and a half receptions. Uh, no price. I can't talk about that. Um, let's. Let, do you have a, the the price on Cole Komet? Like, have you looked at him at all in the market? I've considered. I've seen a, a few spots under three and a half is like plus okay. one thirty five. Yeah, at one spot and. That's, I mean, I hate to say, I've bet against this guy three freaking straight weeks, and I'm one and two betting against him. I've lost my last two betting against him, but I leaned towards his unders personally at three and a half plus 135. I'd lean under. Yeah, there's a three and a half, 135 out there. Uh, definitely seems like you're not interested in that over. Don't want to 
kind of use that last week as an indicator for what might happen this week here. A lot of questions about Adam Thielen. I'm seeing Eric Pauly uh, mentioning Faye Thielen over 72 and a half, now sitting at 66 and a half. Uh, and then I believe Joey Gravey, a friend of the show, uh, also mentioned Thielen over 66 and a half yards there. Just give me a second to pull up the price here. But uh, are, are you looking at that? If there's seems like there's some rogue numbers I'll, out there. With the I'll, I'll get, we'll get to a play that I actually like in, in a little bit, but I'm giving a bunch of leans right now. Uh, yeah. for, excuse me. Uh, Thielen was leaning under on him. It's funny. Last week, he was only targeted on 13% of his routes, which like that, that's a low. He's a guy that absolutely needs volume because Adam yeah. Thielen gets priced as like a top 10 receiver as far as his weekly receiving yards and everything, but he's not close to it. He's not even a really a true number one receiver at this point. He was just getting so much volume due to the situation that he's in. So I was a little concerned about that low target share last week. Chicago has actually surprisingly been good against, um, number one wide receivers, which is really surprising because of how mm -hmm. bad their secondary has been all year. Um, the most yards that they allowed on the the entire season was Mike Evans, 69, to a number one wide receiver. So I was leaning towards Thielen under. Okay, one more question here uh, from George Jonathan Mingo. 5.43 targets per game. Usage flies under the radar because he's only 20. Uh, he's only turned, excuse me, 20 of his 38 targets into caches. Uh, Soft Bears defense, no shark, increased target share for Jonathan Mingo. Any thoughts on Jonathan Mingo potentially, excuse me, potentially uh, getting his over here on the number? I'm just going to pull up his receptions here quickly. Receptions are sitting at three and a half. The over is, I mean, best prices you can find plus 145 at a sportsbook that also offers uh, four plus, five plus, six plus. So you can potentially play a ladder there if that's something you're interested in. They usually offer some pretty crazy prices is, is that something interesting interesting to you with no dj shark and potentially increasing target shares i don't think it's going to matter much for his target share to be honest okay. i think that um i think that terrace marshall is going to come in and it's just going to be the same thing that we could have expected from dj shark so i don't think it's going to be a big boost to him there was another service that played uh chart excuse me um mingo under Okay. Uh, three and a half receptions. The line's kind of destroyed right now. But I I initially leaned towards his unders because I just don't think I DJ Chark is not a target earner to where many player on the players on the Panthers are gonna get a boost. Yeah. Or a higher target share because he's out. Fair fair enough here. And someone was mentioning uh, one, one more question before we get into this this comment here, but Joey, uh, we, we I feel like we can't give out a price or, or any recommendations on some SGPs here. Just play those at, at your own risk. It's uh, tend to be very minus EV for the better, very good for the book. So just be careful when you're looking to play those uh, SGPs. T for three uh, has a question here. Do you believe the Sanders usage bump talk? So I assume there's been some chatter around the Carolina Panthers here that potentially Miles Sanders can get a boost. Uh, I guess I boosting snapshots last two weeks. He was on 18% snap the week before or last week. He was on 25% the week before he was on around 18% uh, coming out of the bye week Do you believe that there's a Sanders use bump uh, going on here? What are your thoughts on that? Well, that, that's my play. So you want to get, you want to get it something official in? Let's get something official in. Um, so I bet Chuba Hubbard under 44 and a half rushing yards. I bet him under, low 60s total yards 
And I also bet Sanders over 36 and a half total yards. And I bet Sanders over 20 and a half, 21 and a half rushing yards. Um, I'm good with any of the Sanders overs. If you want to mix it up and go half and half on the rush yards and the total yards. I know we, we did that last week on Westbrook Ohaney. Forced to do it, by the way, and it, it didn't work out. But um, I like Sanders over. I believe it. And it's funny because I obviously I run a service where I give out yeah. some props and everything. And I sent out the Hubbard under and the Sanders over last night. And I had so many messages they were like, hey, uh, Hitman, do you have info? Do you have intel on it? And I said, you know what? Listen, if I had intel on it, I wouldn't be giving this out on a freaking Wednesday <laughs> before I could get a gazillion down on it on the day of the game. So, no, I don't have intel on it. I did bet a pretty good amount on those plays. I believe the Frank Reich talk where he said that this is going to be pretty much an even committee. Okay, I believe it because Sanders – didn't see the ball much in the first half last game. Hubbard was really ineffective. And Sanders came out in the second half, and he even said in a press conference after, he was like, yeah, Coach Deuce Staley said to me, like, you're going to get the ball. Like, be ready. And he came out and was super efficient. His most efficient game of the entire year in the running game and the receiving game. Hubbard's coming off a really inefficient game. So, and, and again, remember, Miles Sanders is the guy that's on a four-year contract that got paid yeah. a bunch of money yeah. in the offseason. So when they're coming out and they're saying, you know, we're going to go back to this even split, I don't think it's going to be completely even. I think that Hubbard will still get a little – will get more work than Sanders. But it's – the gap is too big between yeah. the two of them. So give me Miles Sanders over – uh, on his stats today. I think he's more involved in the game plan. I'm believing the coach speak. And one thing for everyone, remember, don't always believe the coach speak because a lot of times it's just a bunch of BS. Yeah. But this is, and this could be BS also. And I, and I fell for it, but I think that this one makes logical sense. So we're going to see more Miles Sanders today. Yeah. Uh, so just, just to confirm here, you want to, you tell me how you want to split this up. I'm not splitting this up. Oh, I half, you last half unit on the total yards, 36 and a half, and half on the rushing yards. Okay, so the rushing yards right now, 22 and a half, minus 110, widely available number. And then the rush plus can, receiving. Can I, get, can, can I get the 21 and a half, at the, or we don't do the one book stuff, Jason? Uh, if you, okay. Nah, give me, the, 20, give me okay. the 22 and a half. It's fine. Okay. Okay, and then the 36 and a half uh, minus 130. Are you okay with that? Also widely available? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, like there's some mar market has it at like 150, but there's also some shops like that are offering yeah, a 118 fine. on yeah. it. Let's let's go with the 130. So half unit on Miles Sanders over 36 and a half rushing plus receiving yards at minus 130. And then Miles Sanders over 22 and a half rushing yards minus 110. Half unit play, locking both of those in. Uh, confirmed Hitman hates Canadians. Chubba Hubbard, Canadian. Uh, Hitman's betting his unders and betting his backups or his timeshare backs. Uh, I'm named after Bret Hart, so how could I hate <laughs> Canadians? <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll, I'll give you that one, Hitman. Uh, did you also want to play the Hubbard under 43 and a half if that's still available, or you want to? I, just I don't not... think it's still out there. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, his not... his numbers have his numbers have gotten beaten up too okay. much. But, yeah, so it's pivot to the Sanders overs. All right. Fair enough here. I mean, we see a lot of stuff in the chat. I mean, if you have any more questions, you just got to hit up Hitman directly. 
I'm sure if you trade him some information about coach speak or something along those lines that you catch, uh, you'll, you can get some uh, information on a play here. Uh, Hitman, we do the same thing every single week. What uh, We have th three questions for you. One, do you have any props that you're looking towards on Sunday that we could potentially play right now to just beef up the forward progress of town? I went back to the well on the two of the season wins that I've given out. And past ones, I gave out the Jets under season wins and I gave out the Panthers. I bet Jets under eight and a half wins again in the minus 130, 140 range. Okay. I was closer to 7.7, .7, I believe, on that one. And on the Panthers, I bet under four and a half wins, minus 150. Again, I was closer to like 3.8 on that. And one thing about once you get later in the year, like when you start the year, a half win in the regular season win total market is worth like 45, 50 cents. Mm -hmm. But when you get with seven, eight games left, these half wins are worth way more. So I'll tend to... If I make something 3.8 and it's under four and a half, like I'm fine laying a minus 150. Okay, that makes sense here. So we're going to lock that in on the account. I'm just going to message you uh, about those after the show. But yeah, Jets under eight and a half, minus 135-ish, let's call it that. Or let's go with the minus 140 that you mentioned. And then Panthers under four and a half, minus 150. Appreciate those totals. I'm playing them myself all the time after the show. So anyways, let's get to the last two questions. Un unofficial prediction. For tonight's game, we can do side, we can do total, whatever you want. Uh, but the, right now, the line's over at Pinnacle, minus three, minus 118, fourth of Chicago Bears, plus three, plus 107 for the Carolina Panthers. Total is sitting at 38, the uh, slight juice to the under at minus 107 here. What side do you like unofficial play here? I bet the Panthers plus four after the fields. It was just something right after the fields news. I'm scrambling, mm -hmm. just trying to get some bets in. Um, strong lean towards them at plus three and a half. It was something that I considered even adding to. Probably don't end up adding much. For me to add a, lot, a, a bet on game day NFL when the limits are the highest, like mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not that cocky that I think like oh I have some big edge on game day. Nobody really does, or very few people do. So for me, it, it's more of just a strong lean towards Carolina plus three and a half. Okay, I like that. And if it gets to the two and a half, just curious, would you would you take the the Bears to here, or, or is that something that you would just stay if off the of? Because Bears get the two and a half. Yeah. I'm look. I mean, that, that's. I don't expect that to happen. Yeah, I don't. But, I I, I saw it flash minus one hundred five. Like uh, basically, uh, the minus three was even at one point, and I was kind of hoping that would happen. But I guess that probably uh, won't happen here. Let's just skip over that. Let you go here. But before I let you go, first TD prop for tonight's game, I believe uh, Eric Eager gave out Robert. Tanyan didn't give out just unofficial prediction for some fun here. What are your thoughts on first TD? You going with the DJ Moore revenge game angle or what, what's up? No. Um, <laughs> this, is this is where you just get me every single week. <laughs> while we wait but, uh, for the while we wait for it, guys, don't forget hit that like button below. Uh, it helps hit man. I mean, listen, if I'm it. struggling like this, you probably shouldn't be betting it. But uh, I'll go with Bryce Bryce Young, primetime right. quarterback touchdowns one of my buddies loves to bet those so i love it daniel l in the chat mentioned that as well it's 40 to 1 right now in markets so that's pretty uh pretty interesting number there hitman thank you so much for joining us today and remember i forget who the what buddy's name was reach out to us uh if you want that 500 benmo so uh hitman thank you so much for joining us appreciate it yes kyle estrada take the panthers plus four and a half
All stop. <laughs> All right, a little bit of knowledge, a little, little bit of knowledge for Hitman heads out the door. Hitman, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Uh, that was Hitman Pro Better. You can catch him every week here on the Friday show, and of course on the Thursday show that you just saw and you're watching right now, guys. Thank you so much for the interaction today, guys. It's been honestly insane. I love it. I love it. Keep up the chat interaction going. I'm sorry, I don't think we got around to everyone's plays this week. I'll try and be a little bit more organized when I see those plays filter in. Just shocked at the amount of comments and plays. Hopefully, we brought you guys some good information. Just a quick recap. We have, uh, we're splitting up a, a half unit on Miles Sanders, over 36 and a half rushing plus receiving, minus 130. Miles Sanders, over 22 and a half rushing yards, minus 110. Then we also have Bryce Young, under half interception, plus 108. And Tyson Bajan, under the half interception at plus 114. Those are our plays for the day. And a reminder, you can find all of our plays tracked on betstamp just search forward progress hq forward spelled f w d forward progress hq guys thank you so much for tuning in before i head up hit that like button hit that subscribe button tell one of your friends about this show guys it means a lot to us if you can do that one more reminder tomorrow i'll be back here live alongside matthew freeman from the fantasy life john legaza from the athletic and jack miller from establish the run we talk player props Throughout the week, we talk TD scores and we talk a little bit of the injury fallout uh, from the Friday practice reports. You do not want to miss this show if you want to bet props uh, for Sunday. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in for myself, for Eric, your four hitman. This has been Four Progress, powered by Pinnacle on the Hammer Betting Network. Guys, we'll catch you later and good luck on your bets tonight.